0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Rambling Rev. My name is Scott Dalen. I am an ELCA pastor in Southwest Iowa, and I present these episodes, I would like to say now periodically, since I've been kind of hit or miss lately, but I've reduced these for for a couple of different reasons. The first of which is to take my brain out of the mode of background work over the course of the week and move into the process of preparing the sermon that I'm going to preach to my congregation for the weekend. That's the first. And the second is just to allow you, the listener, who have graciously given of your time to come by and listen to me ramble to gain some insight into the assigned text for the week. So that is why I do these. Again, I want to apologize for my lack of episodes the last few weeks here in the midst of social distancing and pandemics and online videos and all that stuff. Um, I'm definitely been hit or miss. So I thank you for your patience with me, but I'm getting one done this week. So yeah, cool, cool, cool. Our assigned text for this week week, which is the seventh Sunday of the season of Easter and is May 24th, 2020. Our sign text is actually coming out of the book of Acts. It's Acts chapter 1 verses 6 through 14. Now just a little bit of a word as to where we are at. This past Thursday, which would have been the 21st of May, was the day of Ascension. Now the Ascension day is 40 days after the day of Easter, 40 days after the resurrection, and that is the day when we celebrate Jesus' return to heaven. And there is a specific passage for that, usually comes out of Luke's Gospel. But, interestingly enough, Acts and Luke are written by the same person, and so we also hear about it here at the first part of the book of Acts, and then things transfer over to focus in on the disciples. Uh, or the Apostles. In fact, Acts is actually called the Acts of the Apostles, so it's all kind of right in there. There is then a 10-day period between the Day of Ascension and the Day of Pentecost. Day of Pentecost is coming up next week on the 31st, and there's there's this pause. There's this little gap, this 10-day gap between Jesus' departure, the resurrected Jesus' departure, and the empowerment of the uh, first church, the earliest church, by the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And this Sunday is square in the middle of that, and that is kind of what this particular passage is going to talk about, the first part. There is very, very, very little that we hear about in that 10-day gap. We've got this small portion, which I should read and then I could talk about. And then there's one other story that we will hear about some other times within the lectionary cycle. We don't actually hear it this year, but it is featured in in other other years at this same time. But how about I go ahead and read that, and then we can get into it a little bit more. Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 14. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or the periods that the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up towards heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. When they had entered the city, they went into the room upstairs where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. All right, that's the passage. So just because I've already referenced it, I'm going to say the other little portion that we hear about prior prior to the day of Pentecost is the rest of chapter one here from the book of Acts in which the, the di- disciples or the apostles kind of come to the, re- the, the thought that they need to replace Judas and have 12 apostles. And so it's the appointment of Matthias, and Matthias was one of the individuals who had been with them, and it just was not included in the 12, he, but he was one of, of the other fellow followers of Jesus. We hear about that. And it's between him and another guy named Justus. And they essentially roll dice thinking that God will, uh, will, or that cast lots is what they call it. I always say it as, as throwing dice, but that God will direct it to the right person. And Matthias is chosen and Matthias takes the place of Judas, the betrayer, not to be confused with the other Judas who we heard about right at the tail end of the reading there. And then we never hear from him again. So uh, I'm sure that Matthias did important things in the earliest church, but we just never hear about him in scripture again. So that's the other portion that we hear about that reference aside okay let's get back to this so this portion sort of does focus in on the immediacy of Jesus ascension and i think that's an okay thing for us to to think about considering that ascension day is always on a thursday it's always on a thursday and we very rarely at least in my congregation we don't really celebrate it we usually kind of reference it sometimes when the scripture comes to us like this i'll talk about it a little bit more but we actually have the story here and as I thought a lot about this passage, it just, what, what strikes me is that it echoes a lot of earlier things. It seems to, we, we hear little glimmers of, of things that sound similar to different stories or different moments that we have heard before, and, and most specifically from Luke's gospel. It, it definitely makes sense because Luke and Acts are written by the same person, they're put together by the same person, so these echoes, I think, are probably, they should not be surprising, but they're definitely there. So we hear that they have all come together. They're just outside of Jerusalem. That's one thing that, uh, that we do hear, that they've essentially gone out to the, the Mount of, of Olives, which is just opposite from, uh, from Jerusalem. So they're not far away. And then we hear them ask, the disciples ask Jesus, is this the time that you're going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Their their expectations of the Messiah, even now the resurrected Messiah, still seem pointed at the, the political sensibility, that that's what the Messiah is supposed to do. The Messiah is supposed to be the anointed leader sent by God to lead the nation of Israel and restore the nation of Israel. And while Jesus is the, the king, his kingship, his lordship, whatever we want to call it, is different than that. And yet, the disciples still, even post-resurrection, can't quite wrap their head around it. So, Jesus, is this the time that you're going to restore the kingdom of Israel? And that, to me, sounds a lot like what we hear from the Road to Emmaus story, which is on the day of the resurrection, when Cleopas and his unnamed companion are talking to Jesus, not knowing it's Jesus, not knowing it's the resurrected Jesus. And they say, we had hoped he was the one to restore Israel. Uh, Really, showing the, the, the ongoing expectation, the ongoing thought of what is supposed to be, as opposed to what Jesus is actually accomplishing. So that's one little echo that I think we have there. Then we have Jesus telling them, it's not for you to know. But then there's the promise. You will receive the power uh, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's the, the promise that Jesus makes. And he's made it before. This isn't the first time he's told them that they will be clothed with power from on high. And yet uh, he reiterates the promise just before he physically leaves them, before he physically is, is separated from them. So, so that is happening. Then we hear that he's lifted up and the clouds taken out of their sight. And as they're standing there staring, two men in white robes we hear about show up. This is reminiscent of the resurrection story when the, the two angels clothed in white or the two men clothed in white appear to the women. And, and speak to them in the same way. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth. Why do you stand looking up towards heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you will come in the same way. So we still have that same proclamation of, you are looking for this. What you are looking for is not the reality. It's The reality is now something different. So then they go back into the city. That's kind of the last thing that we hear. They go back there and they stay there because Jesus told them to. And they're together with their group, which is not just the 12, it is the rest of them. We hear that the women are there, and that includes uh, Jesus' mother and his brothers, that the church is not just these, these 12, or now the 11, <laughs> but that there is a larger group than that, and they wait. They hang around and they wait. And what are they waiting for? Well, they're waiting for the promise of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, which Jesus has made for them. And there is a sense here of, of holding their breath, of we are waiting for that which God has promised. And we don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but the promise is there and we're going to trust in it. And as I'm thinking about the sermon, as I'm thinking about this this ongoing situation that we find ourselves in, that's what I'm really drawn to within this whole situation, that, that this is not a, on, on one hand, this is not a one-time event. Those echoes that we've had from the earlier story remind us that Jesus has taught them about this. This is not simply being sprung on them, even though what it's going to look like is still a mystery, what it's going, what the experience will be is still a mystery. The promise, the teaching of Jesus has prepared them for this, and we see that as they follow his directives of stay in the city until you are empowered. Stay into the city until the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and then you'll know what to do. But... As all of this is going on, they don't know quite what to expect and and what I'm thinking sermon wise for within my congregation, we're starting to tiptoe back towards some in person stuff we're gonna we're gonna start with with doing things outdoors and remaining distanced. but after having been closed and simply doing uh remote online worship uh videos for the last two two and a half months. We're, we're starting to creep forward again, as, as we carefully sell. But you know I'm not going to get into that on the podcast of, of that whole situation, but, but we're starting to look forward, and we don't quite know what to expect. Um, we don't quite know how things are going are to gonna flush out and work out. And I think that's a word for us, that reassurance that um, Jesus has promised that we will not be left alone. That's a promise that we really find in John's gospel that he literally says, that's something we've had the last several weeks uh, within our gospel lessons, but here in Luke and then in Acts, again, we're, we're seeing that continuation of the promise that I will not leave you alone. I am going and I will send uh, the, the Holy Spirit upon you. You will be empowered by on, on high. You will be united through the power of the Holy Spirit, all of that. It's, it's very baptismal. It's, it's very much waiting for the empowerment of God and the, the realization that we're not alone in this. That's what's happening in in this passage. I, I like, I appreciate how it's connecting with our reality, uh, at least here in my little corner of the world. And uh, it, I believe it, it speaks a good word to, uh, to, to us in that. Uh, I hope you are well. I hope that you are staying safe uh, and that this, this podcast finds you, finds you doing well and, and hanging in there. If you happen to be listening on iTunes and would like to leave a rating and review, that's always helpful for the podcast itself, but no pressure to do that if you don't want to. Yeah, there we go. We got another one in the can. So (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and log off now and uh, get this posted up. So thanks, everybody. Take care. God bless. We'll catch you next time.